anything about the the ending the or ending whatever. Yeah. Which okay. I'm dying to know what, yeah. what the ending is. Did <laughs> you see it? Yeah. Oh, really? All right. Okay. So we're recording. Will we yeah. just go straight into it? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, great. Right, so um, <laughs> welcome everybody. <laughs> so on this week's episode of Pop Filter, we have a guest, and I actually I got Con really excited unnecessarily one day because I was like, "You're going to be our first guest ever on Pop Filter," <laughs> then and then remembers. I realized we've yes. actually Dave has been on as well. Twice. So, yeah, Dave's yeah. been yeah. on twice. So sorry about that. But our special guest this week is Con Cobbers. Thank you very much. Yay. We were it's talking today <laughs> at the staff meeting how people should clap more. You know the way every so often there'd be like sporadic clapping? Oh yeah, there's saying, nothing like, worse than the, the patchy clap that's coming <laughs> yeah. around from different parts of the room. You, yeah. know? you have a soundtrack for, you know... Oh yeah, I'll have a bed of rapturous applause. Right. Yeah. 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 As per your contract. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. um, we don't mention the contract. Yeah. So what are we talking about? Dude? We're talking about conversations with, with friends. friends and, and Jason by O Emperor, which was recommended by Khan. So. And then we might, you know, end it with some recommendations for other things mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that we're currently enjoying. Yeah. Um, so one of us is about to do an introduction to Conversations with Friends. Conversations with Friends is a 12-episode miniseries based on the 2017 novel of the same name by the Irish author Sally Rooney, developed by Element Pictures for BBC Three and Hulu in association with RTE. It is a second adaptation of a Rooney novel by the same creative team that developed the TV series Normal People in 2020. The show follows the success of Normal People, a reworking of Rooney's second novel, which made household names of Paul Mescal and Daisy Edgar-Jones. Like normal people, Conversations with Friends is set in Dublin and tells the story of Irish millennials Francis and Bobby who get drawn into a confusing romantic circle with married couple Melissa and Nick Conway. The series stars newcomers Alison Oliver and Sasha Lane playing the parts of Francis and Bobby and Jemima Kirk and Joe Alwell as Melissa and Nick. The show premiered on the 15th of May 2022 to generally mixed reviews, with some reviewers lamenting the frustrating awkwardness of a much-typed series that many wanted so much to like. With normal people becoming the unexpected hit of lockdown TV, can conversations with friends ever hope to measure up to its lofty predecessor, or will it prove once again that lightning, unfortunately, does not often strike twice? Well, I have been quietly Standing in the shade. And wasn't that great? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> so we never, Very ever good. Did <laughs> Whoever did that. Every week we said, <laughs> next week we'll pre-record an introduction that we never <laughs> no, do. No. It's pre-recorded before the podcast is released, yeah. but uh, we never know. No. You can no. do the one for Jason. I'd love to, yeah. Which you've already done, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll start a conversation with friends. Okay, so you finished it with... I finished it... Day before yesterday. Okay, you yeah. something, and then Kanye you're on episode seven. Okay, I'm only on episode five. Okay. I panically watched watched ones there just yeah. before he came over, which I think <laughs> was episode five. So, uh, right, what do you think of it so far? Right, well, um, for me, well, I'm in a different position than you guys, and there is an issue with the ending that totally changed the thing for me. Mm. And you'll see, and it's very faithful to the book. I won't give it away what it is, but at the final line of dialogue that you're either going to go with or you're going to rebel against, you know? Okay, right. But, um, and it's hard to believe that one line of dialogue could do this, but when you see when you see it, you'll either punch the air or you'll go, why did I watch all of this? <laughs> really? Yeah. And it's, it was controversial with the book. Now, I tried to read the book uh, maybe a year ago, and I did not get very far into it. Right. Um, I just, I don't know. I know she's on the receiving end of a lot of uh, um, negative kind of, 
reviews and opinion at the moment. Mm-hmm. Particularly, she has a, a third book out okay. book at the moment, maybe. Right. And uh, that, that came in for a lot of flack. But I think one of the things that this, the problems that this has is that it's, it's her first book, mm. but it's, the, it's now been adapted after her second book right. was yeah. screened first. Mm-hmm. And this okay. very much mm. seems like the blueprint for normal people. Yeah. Which, but now it's trying to follow normal yeah. people, which itself was an improvement on, yeah. on conversations. Okay, right. Because I, I found that, okay, so a basic summary is that it's uh, two friends, Francis and Bobby, Bobby, who were in a relationship at one point. Francis, I think, says at some point that it was the only relationship she's been in at this, to this point. Yeah. Yeah. They were together in school, yeah. towards the end of school, and then for a couple of years, and then it, it finished, and she's not 100% sure mm. why. And, but uh, they stayed friends. They stayed friends and they're part of a very unconvincing spoken, spoken word double word. act, which I thought <laughs> oh, was horrendous to watch. And, uh, good. But they meet this couple, uh, Nick and Melissa. 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 Yeah. And he's a successful enough actor. She's a very successful writer. Mm-hmm. And it's just about how their lives then start to intertwine uh, mm. as it goes forward. But um, I think the thing that struck me very straight away was that it just seems like nobody's having any fun in their lives. It's mm. supposed to be at a time when they're all doing well. Everything's going okay for them. The The two main characters, Bobby and Francis, are in Trinity College, living in Salt Hill, from what I can gather, mm-hmm. and not a single money trouble to their names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They never uh, not a single accommodation stuff. issue. or They just seem to have money, not a lot of it by any mm. means, but they're doing fine. Without it's really... her apartment, isn't it? It's Francis's... I think as it goes on, you're in the apartment. Yeah, I think it's revealed that her dad pays the rent or something Mm, like that. I I got the impression that they own the apartment because when the other person moves out, she says to him, Oh, I I need to get somebody to move in. Right. Okay, yeah, it seems to fall on her. Yeah. But even beyond that. She talks to her dad about it as well, so that would suggest that he's going to handle it. There is a point later on where her credit card gets declined and she she goes to her bank to see if her dad uh, made any payments. Okay, right. Now, as established, as is established quite early on, her dad has a serious drinking problem. Mm-hmm. So you don't really get any sense of where his money's coming from. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It just seems like, and I guess all it's the same with, with all of her, the stuff I've seen and read so far. It's just, these people kind of live in, in a Dublin that I don't really recognize. And I don't know if you guys feel the same, but it just seems like, like nobody's having any fun. Mm. It's mm-hmm. all very serious. Even when they yeah. meet each other, it's not as open and warm as you would expect. It's all very quite cold yeah so yeah so that was my introduction to it I, I just kind of felt this thing seems to be following the normal people blueprint but it's actually the other way around normal people follow this blueprint and improved on it mm-hmm. because one of the things I kind of you know that really jumped out at me as this is following this a very similar plot is where they go away for this European week yeah. or yeah. something like that. That is too yeah. much like the yeah. other one. Yeah. Where they go on their South of France trip or whatever. Very similar. Croatia, I think. Croatia, yeah. And I just kind of thought, even you can't similar. do that. You know, mm-hmm. you can't. It's too, it's drawing too much comparison. I know it's that's what was in the book. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be. You know, you could, Absolutely. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, what did, what did you, what was mm. your thought on it mm. as our guest first? Here? Well, thank you yeah. very much, Wilbur, for having me. And for making space. Yeah, I would agree with pretty much everything you say there. I'm, I'm okay with the characters being a bit cold with each other because mm. maybe that's the type of people are cold. Sure. That's you know you'll make yeah. allowances mm. for you know certain character types you know when, when they come across because not everyone should be the same and all that. Yeah. That. Um, the location thing 
really, really got me and kind of lost because it comes in quite early. Episode Where four. they go on holiday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the question, I was like, okay, hang on a second. It makes sense that um, normal people came after it because mm. uh, it's definitely an improvement. But then it's just kind of going, well, did, did she actually just go, take this element from this, take this element from this, and I'm going to tweak it so it's a bit better. Make the characters a bit more rounded, give them better backgrounds and more... Um, in depth background yeah. like the mother is more in depth I and mean, maybe we shouldn't be talking about it as a comparison but it's hard not to it's yeah not it's to. made by the same yeah. people and yeah it you know, looks it's exactly the same it's yeah. the very same look as normal it looks in, i mean yeah. if 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 they're in trinity college and connell and marion from the from normal people walk by in the background mm. you go yeah this is the yeah the what's it called the rooney verse in the same world yeah they really are they, they could be sitting world. opposite each other in the dark or something and yeah. it wouldn't mm. look weird all not talking to each other yes and exactly. looking forlornly out the window because yeah. that's I, what people seem to do in these yeah. there's not very lo- there's not a lot of likable features in the characters i think that's probably one one big thing that stood out to me yeah. whereas with normal people you can like, keep not about to get drawn to this but you could, there's, there's a warmth there's, there's something to like in, in most of the characters in that something to like there's mm-hmm. not a lot of, to like in most of the characters in this um, I don't know is it because they're flatter mm. yeah. um, or is that just the way they've been written See, I, don't, I wasn't sure what they liked about each other yeah, that was, any of them. Yeah. They're not very good friends. No, no. And I, actually, I kept calling conversations with strangers. For yeah, some mm. for a long I checked, time. I was, it's actually called conversations with friends. Mm. These Easy people seem, yeah, these people yeah. seem like should be called stilted conversations with, with friends. <laughs> yeah, but, it is um, more like that. Now, nobody seems to have a realistic relationship at all. Realistic, or they none of them seem to like each other. Like, I don't understand what what's her name, Francis and Nick. Is it Nick, Nick the main yeah, guy? Yeah. But like, I cannot understand what her attraction is to him at all other than his looks because yeah. there seems to be like nothing there behind the eyes he's completely yeah. one note their first conversation was literally just words to each other and i think even at one stage he says so sorry i can't talk i'm gonna I'll, I'll write you an email yeah. instead mm-hmm. which is fine like you could have a nice show about two people that were very that are very awkward with each other but if mm. that's the case then everybody else around them i think needs to be quite dynamic yeah, and needs yeah. to mm. have there needs to be something really interesting there but the whole way through this I just felt that it's like I actually made a note. I was like, "How can a show with so much sex be so boring?" And one stage, I was watching an episode, and I just kept getting distracted and walking around. And like, this is not a good sign. But that makes sense because I didn't know that either. That normal people came after it, and the yeah. whole thing is because mm-hmm. I loved normal people. I really, really yeah. loved it. But then we were talking about it there recently, Will, and we were saying that maybe some of that was the the actors in it were so good, and there was mm-hmm. so much chemistry between. Um, the actors that played Marianne and Connell whereas there just seems to be absolutely no chemistry between any of these characters all except for I think the best character in it so far is Melissa who is the English writer I think think even her relationship with Bobby is a little bit more interesting than Nick and um, Francis and maybe that could have been explored more but, but the Bobby character is a little bit yeah, annoying as well. Bobby, so the Bobby character just seems like one of those characters that's there to move the plot along, and I guess all characters are there for that. But this is a bit more obvious. Yeah. Like she will, okay, they might need somebody to say something controversial or difficult or, or, or embarrassing, just to get to the next thing, and she seems to be that character, you know. Yeah, um, there's a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I just kind of well with the Nick character, I, I thought, um, he's, he's painfully shy in this thing and it just it just seems so strange that he would be an actor 
Mm. And you kind of see him at the party where he meets um, Francis first, but like you say, he can't talk. He kind of go, can't you just act like a person who can talk at a party? You know? <laughs> yeah. And But the other side of that was when they show, she goes to see his play and he's they're doing Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Yeah. Like this deep yeah. South America thing and they're all talking like Foghorn Leghorn, you know, mm-hmm. the cartoon chicken. And it was, but it's going, like that play could be anything. Make mm-hmm. it, you know, the, the Clown of the Stars or something. You know, why are you giving them all these big southern accents? <laughs> it's just yeah. embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And the same with their spoken word thing, where it's like, I think she said, right, they're, they're doing a spoken word performance. It's about feminism. Here's a couple of random lines. I'll fix it later. Mm-hmm. And didn't come back and fix it. You know, mm-hmm. and it was just, well, I don't know why you're doing this to your characters. You're wasting our time with these embarrassing scenes. It didn't matter that she was a spoken word author, except for later on, when Melissa character she, wants to use a quote in her a quote book. From it, but, yeah. but that's the only connection mm-hmm. with, the, that's, that's a device to get, have a connection between Melissa and her. Yeah. That it's a, uh, a trust that she breaks in a way, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I suppose the whole thing is that they're both writers, so maybe there's that connection there, and I don't know if it's a thing of, in some way, Francis reminds Nick of Melissa when she was younger because she's a writer and maybe you know that that sort of thing because that that's the whole thing that I don't I don't understand what draws Nick to Francis and I don't understand Mm. what draws Francis to Nick well I'm well what I got from it was that maybe Nick Francis is drawn by Nick because maybe she sees elements of her father in Nick because it's a bit of a subtext that um, he's quite depressed Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that comes out yeah. more. So that was, that was yeah. Me, me, yeah, and maybe like from, from what I'm seeing, that, that's what it seemed to be leading to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to the Bobby character, um, she's definitely a device, but I think what, what kind of bugged me more about her was that she seems to be overt, like at the start, she's overtly independent and real, like, yeah, yeah. you know, outspoken, and then she kind of becomes subdued when it's served, and there's kind of moments where you think she would speak out more, but um, she, she, she has all this great, you know, this. Independence, and then um, when she finds Francis and Nick in bed, she's like, "Oh, I felt really uncomfortable in there because you know I feel like an outsider in your life." Whereas you probably, well, for me, like if you're in that situation, you wouldn't take it straight on yourself. Well, I'm disappointed. In yeah, this. yeah. You know, I'm, I'm like, this is about me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Straight away, made it about herself, made it about yeah, yeah. herself. kind of going, "Well, yeah. granted, the characters are a little bit self-obsessed and narcissistic or whatever, but there's there's not just some unreal reactions, and mm. I think." But it's just to create conflict now between yeah. Bobby and Francis. It's not. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a real reaction. It just seems no. like a forced reaction to now generate conflict. And, yeah. and wasn't there uh, with the um, in normal people? There was a character who was a friend of Marianne's oh. blonde. Who looked like a younger version oh, of Melissa. Yeah. But there's one point where mm. Connell meets her in a bar. He hasn't seen her for years, I think. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, "Oh, hi, Connell. I hear Marianne <laughs> is doing sex stuff yeah. in London yeah. now. Oh, yeah. See ya." <laughs> and it just goes off, and it's just kind of he tells her off or whatever yeah. but it's kind of um, but it's just you know where he needs to know what she's doing do you remember in yeah. normal people they kept having these devices where they would be taken away to other countries mm. god forbid they have a conversation we've got to get her or him out of here yeah, so they yeah. can't talk yeah. so but then they said right she's in London and they did that that really sad trope of trying to show that a character is somehow broken because they're now getting into something that's sexually yeah. out of the normal realms and uh but now Connell has to know about this because mm. that will upset him you know and it's yeah. just how are we going to do it oh, we'll get her to just say it you know <laughs> having not seen him in years you know? yeah there's a lot so. of those very obvious devices and there's a lot of 
very unlikable characters as well. Like what you're saying, I don't recognise that word at all. And I didn't go to Trinity, so I don't know. Maybe Trinity students do live in a world like that where they don't have to, or some Trinity students where they don't have to worry about rent and they go away I'd to France and Croatia. There's probably yeah. some people, but, uh, and it was the same, see, it was the same in normal people, actually. If you took out Marianne and Connell, yeah. then there was a lot of unlikable characters. There was the, the blonde girl, there was the other, the ex boyfriend of Marianne. Oh, the guy well. who owned the, the house the, in France. Yeah, the little just, guy. They seem to endure for no reason. Yeah, but I think. <laughs> because but I think, he had a house in France. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was probably it. But the thing about normal people was, and like, I was joking about the sex scene, but it's kind it's it's important though in a way because that's what the, all of these these two stories are about intimacy and physical in, intimacy and all of that and I think where normal people worked really well mm. were those scenes where they were really really intimate and they had so much chemistry together and there was like one sex scene in normal people that lasted almost 10 minutes like it went on for a really right. long time and I think I was reading an article and I think it makes it made a good point that like one of the reasons why normal people did so well was it just it was released at just the right time it was the right material yeah, but it was yeah. like showing physical int- intimacy so well when everybody was in mass isolation and oh, people yeah, were yeah, yeah. starved of physical mm. intimacy. So some people were. So I think that's yeah. one of the reasons why it resonated. But the chemistry between those two actors especially was so good. And and even though they were quite awkward with each other and there was loads of conversations where you're like, why don't you just say this to them? I remember yeah. watching Norman people thinking, oh no, but that happens when you're 20 or 21. There is a lot of stuff that goes unsaid. Yeah. Whereas with this... This is an older man, Nick and Francis. Like Nick, if even if she's awkward and quiet, yeah, yeah. he should have the cop on to be able to say certain things. Yeah. Where it's just this like, and also in normal people, Connell was extremely articulate, yeah, yeah. and and so was she. But like you really saw that, like that brilliant scene where Connell went to the therapist and he yeah, that's like the highlight of the yeah, whole like yeah, and you can tell he's yeah. so articulate and he's so intelligent and he's so many feelings there. Whereas with this, it's just so cold and they're almost like robots or something. And it's like, you know, it's hard to get invested. I find it's hard to get invested in characters when there's such a, there's such a cold front there. Like this, this kind of very, very kind of aloof. There's a difference between somebody being quiet and aloof and interesting and just being almost completely shut down. And I don't know how you invest in a character like that. I just don't know how people like that can function in any way in the world because they just seem so awkward and people are awkward and difficult or whatever at times but this just seemed like it was there was no reason for it you know like mm. it, it, when they first have a conversation and she said something like oh, how did you get into acting if, if that's okay to ask and stuff like that and he keep, and he'd ask her a question oh, if you don't mind me asking this and it was just why are they being so mannered with each mm. other people, for the most part actually people aren't like that yeah and uh and i don't know I don't know what I think what, what the re- end result of it was I just didn't know what they liked about each other mm-hmm. you know they just seemed like two nervous quiet people who were maybe could be easy in each other's company but it didn't lead to anything you know that it didn't show a relationship that you'd want to be mm. that you'd be envious of or you would you know want to emulate in any way it just seemed like what are they doing it just yeah it, uh, you just couldn't sense why they were interested in each other, you know. Yeah, it's really unclear. Yeah, what it is actually that that is attracting them to the other person. But there's also been a lot of talk recently. I don't know if either of you've seen that about Sally Rooney's obsession with the waif girl. Have you yeah, heard anything about yeah, that? And like, I think there is that? a lot. It's this this kind of trope that's coming up a lot now in TV shows and films where it's this like. A uh, woman who's u- quite young, usually very um, intelligent, usually very thin <laughs> and very, very quiet, but also really interesting and, you know, 
on the surface not very yeah. interesting at all but everybody else finds her extreme like she yeah. seems like she's got nothing to say but for some reason she's very alluring and she's really intelligent but she never says that and it's this kind of and is, is for lack of a better word it would be considered relatively plain yeah but, but, but still incredibly attractive beautiful as well. and all that's, this. that's fine and everything but it's like you know that idea of the manic pixie dream girl in your mm. film this seems like the it's, opposite it's like of that, that. yeah <laughs> you know? yeah but yeah you're right it, it we, is actually a thing for her yeah and that's and that's something marianne was a little bit like that except there was a little bit more substance there and then i think francis is the same thing i don't know what her new book is like but you know again on the mm. surface it almost seems like it's sort of um a good thing for women in a way because it's kind of like the plain quiet girl can be interesting and beautiful too yeah. but it's like it's not really because you're still kind of just pigeonholing women into this very kind of quiet yeah. subservient role and just the, the fact that she just keeps going along with him and I know she's only supposed to be 21 and he's an older man but I, I don't know I just don't that, that the wave girl thing and yeah. the kind of the rise of that and the popularity of that I don't understand why it's become so popular. And it's... It was, sorry. sorry go on. Uh, no, it's just going to say that it reminded me of... I haven't read the books or anything or even seen the movies, but you know, this Twilight series. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And the girl in that, in the books, the guy who Robert Pattinson played in the movie is described in excruciating detail. Mm-hmm. But the girl is it's barely described at yeah. all in a way that I guess they want readers to project themselves into that. Mm. Thing, you know, so they don't specify a hair color or a build or anything like that yeah. so as you know you're reading the character the, the main character is essentially your proxy i guess in a book or a movie and i guess in that way they wanted to be almost anonymous it, i guess it's yeah. different in the film but it's a, it is that kind of because but it comes from literary source so i think it's that you know there's nothing too extraordinary about that character mm. and i think i think you, you know you see this thing in uh, romantic comedies where the, the the female lead can't be too brilliant at the start. Yeah. She has to mm-hmm. drop the big pile of papers in the office mm-hmm. and just all of that stuff to That's be relatable because we won't be able mm-hmm. to relate to anyone who's a successful woman, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, what do you I think, think of, of Nick's uh, accent? Um, oh. Where where is it? Which is it? Cause it's, uh, <laughs> That's what I was trying to spend most of my time going on. So are you English? Are yeah. you zero or are you Irish or are you South side like yeah. it's, it's all over the shop yeah. and I grant like he's an actor or whatever maybe he's trying to find it is he what is he's, he's actually English. he's English yeah, he's okay oh, he, is English. Oh, he is English in real yeah. life yeah. oh right yeah. okay. now, there were times when I kind of went I've heard this accent before or yeah. a version of it yeah. but then he'd do another one and it would just be okay oh, so just he... talk like this all the time yeah that's the other thing yeah. why does everybody whisper I was <laughs> yeah. watching on that earlier on and I had it up to like <laughs> the time we tried to watch and see Zanzar and I was like up in the 70s and it was still really really hard <laughs> to hear them everybody's kind of whispering yeah. all the time nobody really speaks loudly but I didn't realise that his uh, he was so he's supposed to be from South Dublin is he? I assume so, yeah. I would thought so. Yeah. But he is English, right, okay, yeah, because that is a mad accent. One big thing that bugged me probably from quite early on was that obviously in a situation where there's an affair going on, there's supposed to be conflict. And that's the conflict in itself and that's the tension and the source of all that. But because Melissa didn't really like until I think episode six maybe it is, maybe episode five, where she questions her in the kitchen in Mm. Croatia. Is there something else Nick I should know about? But up to that point, there's zero mm. tension because he yeah. doesn't seem to be really care. Yeah. Like there, there, there are 
like kissing or riding in the same space or yeah. in the same yeah you know, in the same house. Like, in, in, in the same like, complex like, in the same house yeah. you know what yeah. I mean like there's a door between them and but there's no there's no kind of like yeah. you know but could, any moment it could, that could happen yeah, there's none very, of that yeah, they're it's, very it's, relaxed after yeah. just yeah. lying there on the bed yeah. <laughs> completely naked yeah. not covered at all anybody creeps into her in. bed and spends <laughs> yeah. the night yeah. you think he'd be <laughs> legging it as soon as he's done and there's no and like not that you, I don't mean this from a moral point of view because mm. actually one that's one of the things I find interesting about it to talk about in a minute. But not that there has to be repercussions from a moral point of view because affairs are bad. That's not what I'm saying. But like there does need to be some sort of conflict, and normally yeah. there needs to be consequences to people's actions in TV shows or films or mm, whatever yeah. as well. Whereas with this, you know, I'm only on episode five or six. I think I'm on six now. Uh, I've just I've seen the one where they've just slept together and right. now and she just said oh I think I can't believe this is our final day so oh the agent has just arrived okay. now I have to say that was the episode where I was thinking oh maybe this is going to get better I was starting to get a bit more interested it does pick up a bit from yeah. there towards the end because I liked when there's more people in it and I liked the agent there was something yeah. about her I thought she was kind of interesting but uh, no I agree with what you're saying that there's not enough conflict but they also well I'll be very brief uh, you just get the impression that if Melissa found out she'd shrug yeah. I'm like, oh, you you guys were in each other? Okay, cool. I'll walk off and just, it won't really matter. She has had her own fairs as well. Well, that's, that's what he said. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, I, yeah. Mm. And, and they're sleeping in separate rooms. Mm. Yeah. So, it, you okay, do, yeah, right, he does right, say, right. Yeah. I think that's how they get, he gets away have with it. Have they set up, uh, you, I was just checking a message there, so I might have missed if you said it, but have they set up that she, uh, Melissa has had an affair in the past as well? He, he said yes. that fairly early. Yeah. 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 And it's, but all it all just, like, I think if they'd left that out, it would just put a bit more weight on the affair. It's like, yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah. They do, she doesn't want you to feel bad about her main character's actions. Mm-hmm. So they, they, she gives them an out at every opportunity. Mm. And it's all about, you know, you know, Bobby has her speech about how people think in couples and they shouldn't and all of this stuff. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really just, I don't know. I think she wants you to like her characters. Mm-hmm. And I think it would just be more interesting if they had this affair and dealt with it. You know, yeah. rather than it just be, well, she did it, so he can't feel too bad about yeah. it. Yeah. And, and in that case, you kind of go, well, you know how felt bad it felt when it happened to you. Yeah. And you're, but still you're going to stay with And it's just, mm. you know. But that that's, you know, again, maybe they explore this in the last six episodes, but that I thought was kind of the most interesting thing about the whole show was that mm. it, it is in a way kind of looking at infidelity and how our views on infidelity are sort of changing a little bit in that obviously originally marriage was not a love thing it was a financial thing people were having affairs all over the place because it wasn't there wasn't love thing and then love got involved so it became seen as a very bad and all and a sinful thing to do as well but now it kind of seems like we're going Mm. the other side where it's obviously not spoken about as much but then maybe there's more a more more of an understanding that within certain couples that they they might have the type of relationship where it's sort of okay to yeah. have affairs. Like we were even talking yesterday about how sometimes affairs are justified. <laughs> 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 you know, like, so I think that's a really interesting question and looking at that side of things yeah. and looking at affairs mm-hmm. or not sure. even affairs, but like this, uh, this idea of, you know, triangulation that, you know, in order for a relationship to work, sometimes there needs to be a third person there, yeah. whether it's even for an emotional thing or whatever mm-hmm. else. So I thought that was really interesting and I would have loved if that had been explored a little yeah, bit yeah, more yeah. And, and then get that idea of it maybe it is in the final six episodes but so far in the first six it's like we're having this affair it's kind of a bad thing but nobody really is making a big deal out of it either yeah. so again it's just that kind of lack I mean of it does all of that stuff does come into it as it goes on and um, 
as more people find out about it, the right. repercussions and stuff like that. Okay. But it's, um, I just think it's so, she's not willing to let you dislike her characters. So she has to put all of these devices in place to stop you hating them mm-hmm. and make you feel sympathy for their situation. And up to a point it kind of works. But I think her book, I've read normal people and I tried to read conversations with friends, I couldn't get through it. But it just seems they're all plot. Do you right, know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, just the mechanics are, are so visible. And, you know, there's a way to do this stuff and make Bobby a believable character. And she has moments in the, in the show where she does come across quite a rounded character, but then other times she'll just say something to move it along. But, um, yeah, I just think it, it's it's unfortunate that it's come along after the improved version yeah. of itself. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, it just can't live up to it. Despite fantastic filmmaking and mm-hmm. the cinematography is beautiful yeah. and you mm. know the soundtrack is good and the the, the score is good um the pace is good yeah i mean, I mean there's, there's a lot there's not a lot of story that, that yeah. unfolds but that's okay yeah because it's, it's and i like the pace yeah. of it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but i yeah. think it's um we'll never be able to view it without thinking of normal people unfortunately yeah I, yeah. I wonder if it was just this on its own how we feel about it yeah i agree you know i i don't think it's as bad as I initially thought by the end hmm. as it got going um, and also do you remember she has this moment at the start where she has to go to hospital Did, have you gotten to that point yet? Uh, yeah. no wait in the, she has to go to the hospital yeah who? She, who? Francis? Francis yeah what happens to her? she has basically it comes up in episode 6 I think it is yeah. where okay, she basically goes to the hospital and she has endometriosis oh right no I haven't yeah. got to that part and yet. she has that and you're kind of going this seems quite a and at first she was thinking it was a miscarriage or something like that okay. and it turns out to be endometriosis and you're just kind of going this is like you know this idea in a, of Chekhov's gun in a play where if the gun is mentioned in the first act it's going to be yeah, very yeah. important in act three yeah. this is Chekhov's endometriosis right. <laughs> but it, it's, it's kind of how are they going to why are they showing us this what's the point point? Right. it doesn't really pay off until about episode herring. 10 oh, you know? okay. oh, and even then it's like a small enough plot point that they it's a big plot point, but they don't make a huge deal of it in a way. Again, another thing that could be solved with a conversation. But, mm. uh, but they don't but have it's, those. It's Maybe a just, conversation with a friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. Perhaps. <laughs> Even if it was a stilted yeah. one. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. So uh, what do you think? Would you recommend it to somebody? Um, hmm. You might need to see more of it to, yeah, to maybe know, because I need it does pick up it. a bit, I think. Like, I, I did find the first couple of episodes uh, very boring. I was surprised. I was really expecting to love it because I love normal people. I think it looks very nice. It's yeah. very easy to watch. I think it's very easy on the eyes. I don't think it's as deep as it thinks it is. No. And I think it could be so much better. But I think there's interesting things in it. And the, yeah. the more it goes on, the more interested I'm getting in it, especially the more... Yeah. Uh, characters that come into it but um, but it is interesting myself and Letitia were just talking about this earlier on as well and she kind of feels the same way about it as we do but it's interesting how Sally Rooney it has become so popular and has almost become you know not the voice of a of a of a millennials or whatever but a little bit like that because it's yeah. just normal people were so popular when she very much represents a world like we're all saying we don't know at yeah. all and it's very much a very middle class upper middle class white person yeah. world and it's just become very really really popular and, and quite stilted and quite cold so it's just interesting to to know why that has it become almost, so so popular with people yeah, at the moment it feels like she's remembering the late 90s and projecting it to now almost mm. there's something about the it's, 
it feels dated at the same time as feeling modern I think in some ways yeah uh, would you recommend it Kant anyone? with a caveat yes I would recommend it with a caveat of yeah. not having seen normal people first yeah yeah. Um, yeah, yeah because I do like even though I'm only at half the halfway point I I've, I've felt or wanted to see it through yeah I was and yeah. very easy to kind of dismiss it especially now when you kind of have an idea of what yeah. could potentially happen um, maybe just because of the filmmaking it's yeah. Annie Abrahamson you know it's He's very watchable. Yeah, um, and he oh, does. Yeah, it mm. looks very nice. I kept going. Is this guy uh, Nick just going to turn out to be the most evil guy in the world? And he's because they do hint uh, along the way. His his wife hints that Nick just tells you what you want to hear. Okay. That comes up about three or four times, maybe in the second half. And I was just going. Is he just going to turn out to be the biggest piece of shit ever? And just but he, he doesn't. He's just uh, very sad kind of man, you know. Yeah. And, and, uh, but uh, it 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 constantly feels like it's going to just it's like a dressed up romantic comedy in a way it's like a it's like the serious version of a romantic comedy yeah mm. where you you know you're not getting the escapism of a romantic comedy mm. you're getting the and I'm sure that's what she's going for it seems they, they do have that structure in a sense but with all the complications added in the real life complications mm-hmm. yeah I think I'm the same I think I would recommend it but maybe don't watch normal people first but then I would think would you watch this and then decide to go on to watch normal people well, you probably it, would it could easily yeah. be a sequel mm. like yeah, yeah. Mm. essentially it's just a more developed character yeah like Francis and Marianne yeah, yeah. Um, I know time wise doesn't work because obviously school or whatever but like it, it, it's, it's that's probably what like it's a very good point very good um, point to make like would you watch because I was thinking that would you watch normal people after it yeah, maybe you should just watch alternate episodes. Watch <laughs> yeah, the first episode yeah. of Normal People and the first episode of this, and yeah. back and forth, and just yeah, have them yeah, as, yeah. Yeah. The, like I said, the universe and just you know they're not going to meet, but you know. Yeah, um, but the other thing in Normal People is that they have so much screen time together. There's yeah. a lot of screen time together, whereas Francis and Nick, what I've seen so far, anyway, don't actually have a yeah. massive amount of screen time. It's and mainly it goes on that way as well. Yeah, mm. it's mainly her, and I just don't think she's as an interesting enough character to carry this she's or, a very good actor I think and there's some scenes later on where I think she does really well you know right okay. but it's just they're not working with much yeah know, so maybe that's like, it and I think yeah. like for me the best person in it at the moment is is Melissa and that actor who plays Melissa I think she's yeah, the best she's person there. in it but yeah. again she's not even getting a particularly good script but no. yeah I would say I'd give it maybe like a 2.5 out of 5 we're yeah. going with the 5 star system I'd say yeah. maybe 2.5 yeah right in the middle maybe sounds right to me. 3 yeah I think so I'd, lean, I'd lean on 3 yeah if you haven't seen normal people yeah okay right I think it yeah, yeah. peaks at about 3 for me you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Think, yeah 3 the three is generous so it's you know it suffers by comparison but I think it's worth a watch yeah definitely. yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. that's a nice place to end yeah and I'm just going to check the battery as I always do at this point <laughs> okay yeah still going Okay. Great. Okay, so we move on to our album. Woo! Yes. Right. So the album that we picked this week, well, Colin picked it for us. Yes, is it's Jason by the Waterford Quintet, O Emperor. And here's Colin's introduction. introduction. Jason is the third and final album of O Emperor's impactful time in Irish music. They scored a hat-trick of choice music nominations with all three of their albums, Jason proving to be third-time lucky, taking home the grand prize in 2018. Despite this, the band had unfortunately decided that this would be their swan song, succumbing to an all-too-familiar fate of life as an Irish artist in the financially untenable Irish music industry. 
Jason is a whimper going out on their terms. A truly alternative album boasting 16 songs, some short, all sweet, that will keep the listener guessing while nodding to the ever-changing time signatures. It's fun, jazzy, with elements of Afrobeat and Frank Zappa, all washed down with some lush improvisations. Jason is an album not to be missed by any music lover. <laughs> right, so why this one, Pat? What was the... Well, why this one? Firstly, I will openly admit I was a huge fan of the band. They've since split up, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Um, their three albums show, for me, show great progression. And it's what I want to, it's what I like in a band is that a band doesn't wrestle its laurels. A band yeah, doesn't yeah. go, this is our sound and we're going to stick with that. Right. A band experiments, develops and evolves. And that's what O Emperor do. And it's really, really, for me anyway, it's really, really apparent in their three albums. The first one is quite indie, quite, I wouldn't say straightforward, but like quite traditional songwriting. Yeah. Um, not a traditional sound, but like an indie sound. The second one, it just gets a little bit more synthy. Um, their style becomes a bit less predictable. Not that it's predictable, but what you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Right. Probably a better way to describe it. Um, based on the first album and then this album Jason uh, which won the Choice Musical Prize which I was quite surprised by um, it's it's an album that you get the feeling that they're having a lot of fun making mm. yeah. and that's what I really like about it is that you can sense the fun the first track opens it draws you in for me anyway it drew, it drew me in straight away um, granted I was listening through fanboy headphones like mm-hmm. um, the sun shines out of their speakers as far as yeah. I'm concerned um, but yeah, no, it's it's and but but I, what I, what why I chose as well is because there's definitely room for people who don't. It's a fans album, right? right? Okay. It's definitely a fans album, and because I'm assuming that both of you don't aren't overly familiar with them. No, um, I haven't heard them before. I heard of them, but not. Yeah. I'd be interested to hear what you think because yeah. I could see room for not liking it, mm-hmm. but I want to see why. Right, yeah, I was expecting not to like it at all. It's kind of like this happened before when uh, yeah. I think it was anything um, with traditional uh, instruments. Yeah, I'm almost gonna be like, oh, this is old this music. Is gonna, yeah, and that time even when Dave suggested Stevie Wonder's, I don't know, one of his best albums. What's yeah, going on here? So yeah, and I was a bit like, oh, I'm just not in the mood to listen to this. Yeah. And then I listened to it and realised it was amazing. Do you know the album? Um, by the band Jellyfish. Oh, God. Uh, Spilled milk. <laughs> no, I know of Jellyfish. Yeah. Is it not Belly Button? Oh, Belly Button, their first Belly, record. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. It. Hated Just, it. Yeah, That's an album that, you know, like musicians love that record. But Absolutely. And the best thing about the that record thing was... Ever hear. It's amazing. <laughs> the, the, the best thing about that record was the cover with the woman who's lying down and she's like covered in... I Toothpaste. Know, Two, oh, it's two bits. Yeah, I thought it was like jam or something yeah. like that. Anyway, that's the only thing I remember from that. So I thought O oh, Emperor was going to be like that. And I thought they were, because I knew, so I thought I hadn't heard O oh, Emperor songs before. Apparently I have. I can't remember the other ones. I was also mixing them up with the other band, Godspeed You Black Emperor. So it was just a completely yeah, different band. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I kind of mixed them up. But I kind of thought, I was thinking an Irish band, which is terrible. I was thinking it's going to be real guitar-y, very indie. I have a feeling I'm not going to like it. So when I put it on then, I, I 
completely different to what I was expecting to be and I really really liked it. I just thought the fact that it was so funky, it's kind of like jazzy as well and like... But you didn't think it was like a traditional instrument line? I know the see, first track isn't quite but... It, well it was like, oh yeah, it was like very instrument heavy yeah. but it was, it was, it was the, the, the funkness and our technical Funkiness? musical. Funkiness? <laughs> 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 Not a smell. Funkiness. It was very yeah. yeah. outside in a place where there's loads of people around like in the sun drinking or whatever else like it's a real kind of um part of like a something that would work really well when you're out or out in a crowd or something like that it's very easy to listen to it's funny because i kept reading reviews where they're saying oh it's really weird but it's really good like for me this isn't weird at all i thought like Mm. so i don't know if i just find things that are not weird quite boring because i think if it had been any less weird I wouldn't have liked it it was the little odd quirky things that I loved like I I love the fact that it starts off I can't remember the name of the very first album but it's like an introduction into it basically and there's this guy talking in this almost American voice but then kind of see the tracks yeah and it doesn't sound Uh, like an Irish record at all but then you know in between other tracks you'll hear this really strong Irish voice yeah Yeah, that sort of thing and I love that and they have this kind of distorted American voice Mm. that's like a good place to start is at the beginning or something like that so it really just doesn't sound um like you're kind of Typical indie record to me. Well, a lot of the tracks are very short. That's probably why mm. people call yeah, it weird. Like sixteen tracks mm. over yeah. thirty-four. Yeah, it was minutes, only thirty-four yeah. minutes. Yeah, it was really short. Yeah. Short album, short songs. I love both of those things, and I like the little kind of skits almost they had in between the tracks where somebody would come on in yeah. a really strong. I think one of them was a really strong Dublin accent. Another one was a Waterford accent, and kind of having all those little. Uh, I kind of got tired of those as they went on. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? I really yeah. like them. But, but uh, I, I thought there's a lot of treated vocals on it, you know, a lot of, I think I it was, like was it one of the first songs called Girl. Yeah. Yeah, that's Where it's got song. a different voice and the verse than the chorus. Mm. And I just, I didn't like that, I have to say. I didn't see the point of it, to be honest. I didn't see how it was making the song better by doing this high-pitched version of the, whatever the actual vocal was. And I, I, at first I was thinking, this guy is not confident about his voice. So it seems to be burying it in the mix and treating it quite a bit. But I, I liked the, the whole thing. It went by so quickly. You hadn't heard it before. I hadn't heard any of it mm-hmm. before. But I, I, I did think, right, these, these seemed like a collection of songs that were made from jams. You know, they were just... Because I don't think there's a song in there that has a different set of chords for the chorus than the verse. It's like they'll start a song, it'll be like three, four chords, and it'll just loop all the way through to the end. They might come up with a different melody on top of it for a chorus, but it's almost like, I was thinking that it's like, you know, they have four chord sequence and then if somebody goes for a fifth chord, it's, whoa, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> you know, we can use that chorus as another song, you know? And it just seemed like, like songs are, not that these are easy to write, I would never say that, but if you're just going to build songs out of four chord grooves as such, 
you can get a lot of them done quite quickly. Mm. So then I think what happens after that is to make them interesting, you have to kind of work on the dynamics and you know the, the ups and downs of the song. And I think they do a brilliant job of that. Mm. You know, they like they get a lot out of very few chords. And I like songs that have lots of parts. So when I hear stuff like this, I kind of go, oh, I really wish there was a chorus here or to go to a middle eight or something. Mm. And mm. Uh, my mind starts to wander normally. But I think they did a brilliant job and I mm. absolutely love that drummer. He's so good. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah, inventive and just these great roles and fills are just so fantastic. Mm. Yeah, uh, I think I kind of like the fact that it almost sounded like a jam session. You like very repetitive I do. I, I like singing music. To... I like repetitive yeah. music. I don't mind if they don't have choruses. I don't yeah. mind if the things repeat themselves. But I, I just kinda... wonder... Yeah, sorry, go on. Sorry, I, I like when it sounds like I'm just there listening to them practicing or something yeah. but, it, but it's also really good as well and I, I just like the little quirky things thrown in and I yeah. like listening to something that I'm not, and it turns out to be something completely different to what I expected because I because you, you hear so many run-of-the-mill indie bands and that, that's mm. probably one of my along with heavy metal that is probably one of my least favorite <laughs> types of music because I just find it so boring and with this and I was kind I was expecting to be a little bit bored with this and it was the total opposite mm. and I I don't know it sounded like I was almost like I'd really imagine I would imagine they were really good live and I'd say this this album was yeah, very good live across, yeah. and and even and the, it's the humour that came across in it yeah. as well like yeah. obviously I don't know anything about them I'm sure they took themselves very seriously but then sorry I mean I'm sure they took their music very seriously but you could tell they don't take themselves very seriously by mm. this this album and, and or that they're trying something different and, and like that's a good point that you made at the start con that maybe bands shouldn't have this exact same sound the whole way through and like one of the reasons why I love Animal Collective so much is that they do have kind of a very experimental indie sound that goes the whole way through but every album does sound quite different mm -hmm. as well like you know Feels will sound very different to um, their, their, their most recent album so there's the kind of a, almost a theme to each album and it kind of seems like their albums did the same thing as well so that's, that's what I really liked about it but uh, it'd be interesting I'd love to go back now and listen to the other two but yeah. I have a feeling I probably wouldn't like them as much as this one I don't think you would I think yeah their first album Hither Tither is a I'd say a traditional indie album right um, maybe it's soulful um, there's more synth in the second one and they kind of a bit more distortion um, but their songwriting is quite I think is, is quite different it's not very obvious but you'd have to listen to it to uh, to make your own opinion on it but I, I'm, I'm be very happy if you did go back and listen to the other albums after listening to this because yeah. I think they're definitely worth a listen. But one one kind of standout thing for me in this is that um, they, I think I think they had decided as a band. You're right, by the way. They they recorded eighty percent of this album in two or three days. Oh, right. A lot of it was improvised. Um, yeah, it has that feel to it? Yeah. Okay. Um, but it took three years to make. I think there's obviously other tracks that because there's one like there's Make It Rain is kind of the for me is one of the standout tracks, and it builds is that up. The one that sounds like Talking oh. Heads. Yeah. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's, like, it's like a 20 or 30 song, or 30, 30 second song up before, and it's just very soft. Mm. Yeah. And then it just kind of builds. It yeah. kind of, it's kind of like an inhale before yeah, an exhale. Absolutely. It's written, yeah. and that's what I like about it. The, the, the album itself has personality. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, you know, it's a concept album as well, but I think the concept was like, let's just do what we want to do. But I think they decided, I think they had already decided this is going to be their last album. Right. Okay. And kind of the theme throughout it is that you know, we've done everything we can, we've written two very good albums, and we've kind of maybe, not that they've, you know, bent towards a record company's 
wants or anything like that. Yeah. I think this is just like we're going to do now for what, what we're going to do, what we yeah, want to yeah, do yeah. now, Absolutely. and go out on our terms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's, there is a team like they talk. One of the songs is like talking about how to make it big in Japan. Mm-hmm. One of the little vocal things is where he goes on. You know, when the lads going to get their oh, yeah, their, their credit, that, or credit yeah. you know, mm-hmm. or get recognition or whatever. Yeah, um, you know, because you know, three albums, two of them were nominated for. Yeah, choice prizes. Right. Um, one of them won it. They can't really have much better mm-hmm. output than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and they broke up in. When was this album released? So they they actually they actually accepted the choice music award after they'd broken up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, which is really sad because yeah. um, it's 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 well, it's like David Kitt says, it's um, Fight Like Age or similar. They're all you know, yeah, yeah. The, the Irish music industry isn't set up to sustain mm. Irish music. Yeah. yeah. Or any any real music. Yeah. That's not. Like that, yeah. yeah. Which is very very sad. Yeah. And that, that, when I heard they were splitting up, I was, I was just I was a bit dejected after because I was like, here's a band I really like who've just released a really good album. Mm. We've just been recognised for yeah, yeah. releasing a really good album, and now they're gone. Now they've gone separate yeah. ways. Um, yeah, the bonk, um, who's your man? Are two kind of separate things. But the, I know you were saying about your man's distorted voice. Yeah. There's none of that really. Really, I don't think in other. Albums. I didn't. I didn't yeah. really mind it. I just. I was just curious as to why. And uh, listening to the album, like the sixteen tracks, and on sixteen tracks, there isn't an obvious shift, apart from maybe the, the one that sounds a bit like Talking Heads, to a, a musically different chorus. Mm-hmm. Like there's lyrically yeah. different and melodically different, but there's no structural change from a verse to a chorus in in, in these things. And to do that so willfully over sixteen tracks, that's the thing that made me think. That these were the products of jam sessions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that as such. It's just um, I just find over the course of so many songs, and I'm listening, kind of going, and the the impact the change would have at that point, I think, is is great. But they don't have to by any means. But it's just mm. maybe your brain is programmed from decades of listening to music to go, where's the chorus? Yeah. Or, you know, and after a while you kind of realize, oh, it isn't going to change. It's just going to be this, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing that there's normally I wouldn't like that, or I, I would get tired of it quicker. But I think the thing that got me through this and really enjoying it was the fact that they sound like they're having such a good time. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. love bands mm-hmm. that sound like they're enjoying themselves because mm-hmm. it's rare enough. Yeah. And then like a band like uh, uh, the Go Team, yeah, who just sound like they're having the time of their lives every time they play, and I mm-hmm. absolutely love it. It's wouldn't on paper it wouldn't be anything I would like but I just the joy that comes across in the music is, is incredible mm-hmm. and uh, and I really like this as well for that reason I think that drummer is worth his weight in gold those roles are just amazing and uh, but yeah they're having fun and I just you can't you can't replicate that really it's just either there or it's not you yeah. know, that the, all the mixing in the world isn't going to fix it mm-hmm. but uh, I do like to give him the drummer a track of it well there's a one track where it's yeah. just drummer and he's just doing that and then do different tempos and different movements yeah. and it's just yeah. it's just you just get feeling he's gone this is mine yeah, this yeah. Is me. I can't remember there's one yeah. song it was maybe a, a fourth or fifth song and it was a nice little chord sequence but he's playing away in it and then say for four bars he'll drag it a tiny bit he'll play a little bit behind the beat and then he'll catch up oh, and, yeah. Yeah, and it was just so really odd. inventive and really mm. But subtle at the same time, you know, and I just thoroughly enjoyed that their playing is just fantastic, mm. you know. And most, a lot of the songs I only realised kind of halfway through. I think I only realised when I got to Japan that actually a lot of the tracks don't have lyrics in them or they don't have mm-hmm. singing in them. Like I, I think the first inst- two don't have any... There's a lot of instrumentals mm-hmm. in it, which yeah. I also like. I do like that as well, kind yeah. of the less singing and lyrics in a song for me usually yeah, the better. Kind of tr- so. There's kind of only three... 
like well, what you say traditional songs in the sense that yeah. music yeah. and lyrics. Yeah. yeah. And the rest yeah. is kind of. And then the yeah. rest is yeah. It felt to me like it didn't feel like, particularly from what you're saying about the other two albums, that it did. It seemed like a complete left turn from those other two, uh, and it felt like, like if you bought the box set of their career and it came with this album of outtake jam sessions and this was it you go that's the best uh, add-on to a box set i've ever seen in my life mm -hmm. but it doesn't it, it felt like and uh, even without hearing the other stuff it just felt like a like a little curiosity rather than uh, a structured and planned album in a mm. traditional way i think they found it amongst the jams they had rather than came up with a theme or came, uh, had a plan to it in that well, sense. Well, maybe that know? was their theme or their yeah. plan for this was just to kind of play and sort yeah. of see with certain different influences. Like there's almost kind of a, a an Afro beat in there sometimes as well. Yeah. Like maybe they just came in with lots of different influences and they're like, right, let's just play over the next two or three days yeah. and see what happens. And there's a lot to be said for a band who knows that it's their last record. Yeah. Did yeah. they know it was when they were making I it? I think so. Yeah. I think so, yeah. It's yeah. like if you look at Abbey yeah. Road by the Beatles, it's that they knew it was their last record at, at the very least for a while. And it was a kind of house clearing exercise. So in Abbey Road outside too has that big medley of songs mm -hmm. and it's all scraps of songs that they never finished. So they bolt them all together into this medley. And that just felt like we're going to use all these bits that we never, I don't want to do them a disservice by saying they never turned them into songs, but we're going to take all of these bits and record them and that's going to be the record. And I'm sure it came out exactly as they wanted, but it, there's a house clearing exercise that goes with final records I think you know you think? Mm. I think oh, yeah, so. right. not, I just, not to the, that it yeah. diminishes the quality no I know what you mean yeah I just thought maybe it was something like they're doing something different maybe they felt like they didn't get it sounds like that maybe they didn't get the recognition they deserved while they were around so maybe they're just like fuck it now we'll just do whatever we want to do we'll just do something completely different yeah. now and we'll do whatever we want to do because it is do you know out of the three albums which one was the most well Received well, this Jason won the choice music. Oh, that was the one that won it, right? Yeah. Okay, the yeah. Middle one, Vitreous didn't get the didn't didn't get nominated, and the first one did. But the first one got nominated with I think it was Fight Like Apes, Villagers, um, James Vincent McMorrow. Like it was an unbelievable yeah, yeah. year for records, and none of those that I've mentioned won. It was yeah. um, Tudor Cinema Club won it that year. Oh, right. So it was like it was incredible competition. I think a friend of mine was nominated that year. As oh, really? Well. Yeah. Mumbling Death Row. Okay. The other guy, he was nominated. Right, he's the okay. guy who wrote the, the Leonard and Hungry Paul book. Oh, right. Okay, uh, wow. So he's a sick and talented man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't win, though. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> yeah. oh, good company. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Right, okay. So, and would you recommend? I would, I would definitely. definitely. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah. now, coming into the summer, I think this is a great summer yeah, yeah. album. As in, it's one to listen to outside, in the sun. I don't know. I just thought there's something about it that I think it's a really good live music i know it's not a live album but because it kind of sounds like it has a the feel of people playing yeah you know, that's it the thing feel like it's you know it doesn't it is obviously produced and it's really, it's really well <coughs> yeah. produced but it, yeah there's something kind of off the cuff about it that i like get that kind of jam session yeah. vibe about it that i think is great sometimes you hear records that are you know i don't know if you know what quantizing is it's like you lock everything to the grid okay. so there's a grid underneath it with a metronome playing on it and you lock everything to right. it it's all yeah. perfect but you lose the human yeah. feel to it and this yeah. doesn't have that you know mm. it's like playing to a metronome someone said is like driving with a police car behind you you can't play properly you can't behave yourself or you okay. can't act normal but right. I think you can feel the human playing on yeah. this yeah. and it feels like it feels like I'm sure they weren't but it feels like most of them were in the room at the same time 
mm. it wasn't just drums first never in mm. the bass player never in this you know yeah that's what it sounds uh, like yeah, anyway it definitely has that energy of a band actually playing yeah well, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it yeah, so, yeah it I, I would give it a four four point five maybe out of yeah, five I'll go, I'll go four yeah, uh, right, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I might really? say 4.5 then. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> no. No problem. Yeah, I'm delighted by that. Yeah, I really liked it. And probably because I, it was so different to what I expected, so I, that kind of made me like it even more then. Mm. So that was great. Yeah. Wonderful. Great. Great recommendation. Yeah. Glad you enjoyed it. Well, thanks very much for that. So, one more time. Um, I think we're good for a bit. Will we, uh, to finish up then, will we recommend Final things that we're watching and listening to at the oh, moment? Yeah. Let's you, go first. You, you can go first. I'm <laughs> yeah, no, trying to think of what I've seen recently. Yes. I saw um, Top Gun the other day. The which original? Was, uh, no, the new one, the, the sequel. You've oh, not heard about this? No. <laughs> Finger on the pulse, as, or, as uh, always. It's, uh, it's always Tom Cruise in it. Yeah, yeah, I did notice yeah. he was popping up in the news yeah, a lot yeah, more. Yeah. He's like, what's well, he yeah. doing there? I had to go out to Blanchardstown very early due to day. And while I was there, I said, I'll just go see a movie. And I went to see that. And it was great. Really enjoyed it. Right. Never a fan of the first one. But it's a really solid, straightforward blockbuster movie, just really well done and, you know, exactly what you expect in lots of ways, but better than that as well. You know? Okay, so, right. And what else did I see? Everything, everywhere, all that. at once. I oh, yeah. That. Really want to see that. Really enjoyable, really inventive. You're seeing things you haven't quite seen before or and it's just so relentlessly original and just great ideas and equal parts daft and hilarious and scary and it's just really worth watching you know it's a right. multiverse kung fu movie and yeah, I wouldn't have thought I'd like it as much as I did <laughs> based on that description but it's great yeah, it yeah. so that's kind of all I've been all I've seen and I've enjoyed recently what about you? I haven't been watching that much stuff lately except for conversation with friends but I started listening to podcasts that I love uh, Roger that we work with put me onto it it's called weird studies and it's great was okay. i telling you about this film something so. con about it and it's it's a arts and philosophy podcast they say but basically they, they look at lots of different things it could be literature um albums mm. um films whatever else but they'll really stood they'll talk about them very in-depth and from kind like of us. Uh, yeah exactly yeah. just like yeah. this just podcast like <laughs> yeah <laughs> from almost like a philosophical point of view but they have have you seen that film mandy the one with Nick Cage no. in it. It's, it's very good. Very yeah. psychedelic, very trippy, but it's brilliant. But they're, okay. they're, some of my favourite episodes, one of them, they talk about that. But they compare it to a Fred Astaire film from the 50s, which is, on the surface, I would have thought it's very different from what they compare it. And the most recent episode I, I listened to, which I just listen, just sent to Dave Gregg, because right. I think he'll like it, is, um, you know, Brian Eno's album, The Music yes. for Airports? Yeah, yeah. And they talk about that. and they, But okay. then they get into discussions then about ambient music, and they'll talk about what ambient music actually is and the purpose of it. And then they'll talk about airports and what air- airports actually are and the purpose of them so that you know mm. on the surface it'll be about an album but they'll kind of go deeper okay. and deeper and deeper mm. so one of them is a I, I think he's an academic and then the other uh, guy is a filmmaker but they're both very intelligent but very articulate so it's brilliant I love okay. it weird studies weird, weird studies, studies okay. is the name of it I'll check that out okay um, I will roll back the years a little bit here um, I watched a Peter Sellers film oh, really? from a long while ago called Being There Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, that's a great movie. Really good movie. Yeah, I hadn't. I, I yeah, I wasn't expecting much. Someone, a friend who I was in college with, recommended, and uh, I was just really, really impressed with how magnetic he was. Yeah. Because it's it's such a minimal minimal yeah. script. Yeah. And he's very deadpan. Um, I don't want to give too much away by giving too much detail because it's kind of. What's it about? What's the? It's basically he's a gardener. Okay. In an estate that gets 
that's getting sold on. Okay. And about his journey after thing, but he's incredibly. I want to say I want to use a better word, but he's simple. Okay. Yeah. And it's about his journey. Right. Yeah. As it's satire. It's like it's yeah, heavy, okay. heavy satire. What, what yeah. year was this made? Seventy nine. Oh, okay, yeah. right. But it's 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 definitely a, a cult classic. I would yeah, say definitely. it's um very refreshing filmmaking it's yeah. very simple but the idea is everything in it and that's yeah. what made it so enjoyable and he's, he's okay. worked there his whole life as such and that estate as such and now he's in middle age kind of being forced out into the world basically okay right that's a cracking movie right yeah. I've never heard of it I must watch yeah. it yeah. Yeah. right yeah. great okay I must watch that yeah. and the other thing Rewatched Airplane recently. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. God. That is actually funnier. Based on, I have watched that film so many times oh, with my father, mm, Huey, yeah. who loves it as well. We used to watch it when I was a kid. The two of us would just be like oh, breaking up laughing. We, with, we oh, watched so that regularly as kids as well. Yeah. God, there's so many lines. Yeah. The Don't Call Me Shirley, yeah, the yeah, drinking yeah, problem. It's just point, 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 point. I think it was Empire Magazine did a study of it, and there's like literally a joke every three. But uh oh it was just so good. Like I haven't it's probably my favourite comedy film ever. I can't think yeah. of any other film that I've la- I laugh so much at. Yeah, the, the only ones I can think of and they're in a relatively similar vein would be stuff from Mel Brooks at the time. Like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Stir, oh, he wasn't Mel Brooks, but Stir Crazy Stir with Crazy uh, is good, Gene yeah. Wilder and Richard Pryor. Yeah. Just yeah. Cracking they kind of just Young Frankenstein is also a, yeah. an amazing Gene Wilder. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Anything with Gene Wilder, basically, yeah. just yeah. can't yeah. go wrong. Yeah. Have you seen The Woman in Red? No, I There's haven't. There's a moment no. in The Woman in Red where he has met the, the title character and he's decided to smarten up his image. So he's in work and he pokes his head in at this board meeting. Mm-hmm. But he has since they'd last seen him, he's straightened his hair and he's wearing <laughs> these kind of, at the time, would have been quite trendy clothes. But it's he's just talking as if nothing has is changed. Is this Gene Wilder? Yeah. Right. And they're all just staring at him. And it's just one of the funniest things where he is not reacting to their staring. Yeah. But yeah. the sight of him with his wild that. hair just parted at the side and straight over it's just hilarious. yeah so water you just can't it's go wrong it's just so yeah. funny yeah. yeah yeah and then in airplane as well there's just like because you when you you know when you watch something so many times and then that preemptive laughing where you yeah, know yeah, something yeah, 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 you start yeah, yeah, laughing yeah, yeah. before it even happens well, you don't get so. a break in that film yeah. you just yeah, don't just like, you really don't have you been tempted to watch airplane 2 or no because i don't like i've heard it's actually okay but i just mm. don't want to ruin you my airplane no, it's, it's not the same writers i'm sure it's not I don't the, know. Z- 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 what's it called? Zucker, Z- Zuckerberg, Abraham Abramson, and then yeah, I another Zuckerberg, is it? Two of them? This, yeah, Zucker Brothers. Zucker and Brothers I, I think and, yeah, there's, yeah. yeah. I think it is the same one. I think there's a, yeah. there's a third one, I think, uh, with William Shatner in it, where it's the space shuttle on the on the moon, basically. Oh, right. okay. But it, even at that, there's stupid things like where uh, to open the doors, you could just go up to these space doors and you go, shh. And it opens and closes, you know. But it's, it's stupid things like that. Do they just, reuse you know. the jokes in two and three? I I don't think they outright reuse them, but there's, there's the odd callback here and okay. there. I think you know. Right. But okay, I think yeah. it's, it's worth a look. You'll know it in five minutes already. You're gonna yeah, stick with maybe it. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Give it a try anyway. But All right. Yeah. So as usual, we've no idea what we're doing next. Nope. I would suggest. Oh, we might be doing the Kendrick Lamar album. Possibly. That's definitely yeah, one that thing would be we'll, the next we'll one we do. do. You would suggest. I would suggest the movie Men. 
Oh, I've, that, is that a horror? Yes. That came up on my Instagram or something last yeah, night. It, it seems like it's getting good reviews. Tomorrow, I think. Okay. So it might be worth if you yeah. get to see it. You know? Okay, great. Um, yeah. All right. That sounds good. Thanks for joining us, Con. Uh, so we normally do like me. a little... Yeah, thanks very much, Con. Uh, we normally do a little um, single-cated oh, yes. yeah, uh, yeah. goodbye. I don't know yeah. if you... you, know, you yeah, know, oh, I'm a big familiar. fan of the show. Listen to that point. It's normally when I wake up. Yeah. Jolt away. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so until next time. Bye. Thanks, Ken. No problem. Look, just like Jason, that was improvised. Yeah. <laughs>